Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Uh, enough with the yes and the Daniel Bryan yes chant. Uh, I'm just going to do it to death tonight. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. In studio with me is Jason Fifi. What's up, man? How are we doing? I'm doing well. Good to hear it. Oh, this is a Fun Zone classic. Is it? Oh, yeah. I worked there for two, three years while I was in high school. And we put this on, put on the 10-minute version. Yeah. And everybody would get their skate on, like the down low and synchronized the one that, skate. Uh, popped the top off during the yeah. tornado? Yeah, I was there that morning. Did you work there with uh, Dustin Timbrook? You know I him? didn't remember Dustin, yeah. 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 You still following him? No. Nah. He's killing it in Huntsville. Really? Yeah, really great artist. That's awesome. Yeah, you should follow him. Yeah, I need to catch up with him. I actually saw Jawan, who I worked with over there. A guy named, when I knew him, he was Bucky. He's now Bucky. He's grown up a little bit. Um, good memories from that. I, I kind of want that back. Because yeah, it was the easiest job. Fun zone. It was the easiest job. In was the it? Well, once I, I worked heard my way horror out. horror stories about that job. Okay. When I first started, it was like, terrible. Boo-boo in the ball pit. Yes. You got to clean that. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. was assigned that, that a few darling. times. Well, and the and little kids smell, man. Like putting um, harnesses on the rock wall. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. And but eventually, I worked my way up to game tech and DJ. And so I essentially get to play music, watch people skate, and eat free food. Occasionally, a game breaks, a ticket dispenser. You just unjam it. Boom. We're good. Bada bing. You get paid twelve dollars an hour to do that. Yeah. That was good money they back were, then. Yeah. In high school, it was a sweet deal. That was like that was like if everybody was holding placards saying "Fight for 19. <laughs> <laughs> it was twelve bucks back then, man. That's money. It was uh, sweet. I made more money in summers in college and uh, in high school than I think I do now. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, well, it's, it's the radio business, right? Oh, like I, I've also I'm looking at people that have paid their dues in this business for like ten, twenty, thirty years, and they're not making any money either, unless you're huge, like a Stern or something like right. that. Right. But uh, I have the I have to ask you because I'm I'm going through. A stupid quarter life crisis or whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, tomorrow I turn 29. Yeah. And first off, I don't know why people always say, like, oh, what's your birthday? Are you 29? Like, who wants to stay at 29? It's the worst year. It sucks. You're about to turn 30. 30 is pretty awesome. Exactly. The 30s, I've heard, you, you've kind of learned a lot. Your 20s, the decade of the 20s, I don't know. I'm, but It hasn't been the happiest time in my life when I look back on it. No, it's not ideal. What should I expect going into my 30s, though? I, well, I don't know. I got married. I'm trying to think I was 20, not 30. You I were got, 30 when you got married? No. I turned 30 the first. Let me think. Yeah. I was 29 when I got married. Okay. So maybe I have that to look forward to this year. Uh that's a pretty responsible thing to do. It bought is. a house. Wow. The No, it was a month after I turned 30 that we bought the house. But we'd found it before I turned 30. Like, you know, you do the adulting American things that people... Yeah. The, like The gatekeep to adulthood. You pass through all those. The white picket fence. You know, the, yeah. 
Well, though, can you have the white picket fence and this, a dark side? I mean, I think that's one issue I have with all this stuff with Lauer coming out. And yeah, yeah. It, and we talked about this last time, but it just keeps on coming. Yeah, it's, no, it's never going to stop. See, that's the thing with uh, unjustified hierarchies of all kinds. Yeah. Is that uh, because they are unnatural in nature, unnatural in nature? Whatever. <laughs> Words are hard sometimes. Yes, it is. Joey. Um, because they're unnatural, right? They're destined to topple, right? Yeah. Right? If we, like, white supremacy is going to fall, patriarchy is going to fall, all of it's falling, right? And we can just enjoy the ride. Do you think it's actually going to fall worldwide, though? I mean... I think you're right in the trends in the West, but I'm looking at, like, Russia, China, you know, the Middle East. They've got a lot of strength keeping it going. Yeah. They're putting a lot of effort into it, you know, in certain parts of the world. Well, Russia's freaking me out. It's like the old czar where it's like... Orthodoxy, we're the third Rome, mm-hmm. and uh, order and autocracy, all the powers, nationalism. and nationalism. Yeah, nationalism. It's terrible. And you start to see a little bit of that here, too, mm. you know? like Oh, I agree. Walls and whatever. Yeah. Like, people are big on that kind of stuff uh, well, I in think, the face of progress. Well, Ann Coulter wrote during the campaign that... Uh, China could build a Great Wall. Why can't we? I'm like, didn't the Great Wall of China bankrupt them, number one? And, and nothing. It didn't work. It functionally did nothing. <laughs> That's um, just a bad example. Man. It's a cool thing to hike. Yeah. you know, It's a great destination. It's a wonderful thing to go see. Uh, not, not that I have seen it. I wouldn't. I don't I think don't I would know. spend my time or money to go to I've never been to China. No, nah, me neither. But I hear the white men are very popular in China. I think that's most Asian countries. Yeah, it's like a thing. If you're Caucasian, it's like they think... Every, we look very similar. Yeah, well, it's a thing I saw in Vice where they'll actually hire white European actors to come mm-hmm. into like their doctor's conference and give a speech. As, as a doctor. Yeah, as a doctor. Yeah. And it's really just some idiot who's learned his lines and he's like, well, I, it's got to have some talent to pass off being a being a doctor. a doctor. But you made a point about Matt Lauer. I was looking through your uh, Book oh, of yeah, Faces yeah. page. And this is why I think Rose fell so fast and Lauer fell so fast. You could plug anybody into that job. Yep. And yep. It's like no talent at all. None. It's not It's not even an entertainment field. Right. Right? It's just he's banking social capital, right? Yeah. And then holding it over people and then maintaining a position in the world, right? So then if we can just nitpick one horrible thing, right? We can just find one thing bad, we, then he topples off the top of the hill and he's fired. Yeah. Exactly. It's the whim of the people. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and it's also the it's a morning show. Like Which I, is, I, who yeah. It's it's supposed to be lighthearted, no controversy ever. It's not like he's some late night guy on Comedy Central right. or and, and some of these folks you expect it. It's it's almost again we're repeating ourselves, but like Stern. That's my suggestion to Lauer. Go on Stern, brutal truth, not no BS. No apology yeah. tour because right. we know you really don't mean it because you would have apologized before. Before you got caught. Yeah. You would have talked about it. Yeah. Right. We don't want you to be actually honest. <laughs> and we want I mean you're still gonna be fake found out honest now. So even if you go on Stern and go like, Yeah, blah blah blah, I'm a guy's guy like, well no you're not. No. First of all. And then what is what is that? If that's a guy's guy, 
Like that's that means that being a guy's guy is a horrible thing. You just don't want that manicure. But like every Stern, way. you mentioned Stern. That's like a great example of like he's just out with whatever. Exactly. And have we ever heard anybody go? He inappropriately touched me, or he used his power in inappropriate ways to force me into an office room and do and you know whatever. Nothing formative masculinity BS. Nothing I've heard though. I well I have heard things about when he was in D.C. But he would do it on air. Okay. It wasn't like in the private room. He would just like do crazy stuff on air. Right. And the, so the crazy stuff on air, though, was any of that... Well, I, I don't know, because I'm not familiar with the guy that much. Not, I'm, I'm not, not a Stern guy. We didn't ever have Stern uh, broadcast here, ever. I don't believe so. It uh, didn't throughout fit Throughout my childhood. Market. It wouldn't fit in this market. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> it's a little too um, much. I love but, it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... From what I've started to, like pick up a couple of interviews here and there. It's pretty good. But. Well, the reason I thought of it is because Jon Stewart went on with him after the Louis stuff came mm-hmm. out. And it was a fantastic interview. It wasn't yeah. the sort of, did you know? It was It was really like a real conversation about Stewart's past. Right. Did he know Louis? And they really got in deep about I didn't, I don't know him personally. I liked working with him. Right. And at first, because I was raised by this uber feminist mom, made me even feel bad for being a boy. And people are coming at me. I'm like, hey, I'm the good guy here. Right. And then he, as he put it, he rabbied it. He started asking different perspectives. Maybe I have been a beneficiary of a system that is oppressing people. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I've been a be- beneficiary <laughs> of this, the most blatant system in the history of the, like, humankind. Right. Where we're obviously the beneficiary. <laughs> well, Maybe. And, well, and some of these guys, it is, like, I haven't watched this new Seinfeld thing yet. It's awful. I didn't want to watch second, it. The new stand-up special. Yeah. Uh, speaking of social capital getting cashed in, $10 million to rip off Carlin for 45 minutes or whatever. Which one did he rip off? What joke? Get in the car, get on the car, like, in the oh. plane, on the plane, Lyft, Uber, into the wow. city. I mean, come on, man. That's not original. Yeah. Now, have you ever had that happen? Like, not maybe you personally or somebody you know, where it was like a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, yesterday, <laughs> I made a joke about uh, like because I was I was homeschooled, right? So I was like really sheltered as a kid. Yeah, and I thought uh, I thought BET was like a prequel to ET. I thought that was funny. Yeah, and then a dude twenty minutes before that, he screenshotted his Facebook post <laughs> about seeing a little black kid on a bicycle with a thing in the basket. Right, and he thought that that should be a movie called BET, right? <laughs> so it's like we both made BET jokes about ET <laughs> with completely different setups, right? Right, but we got to the same stupid turn. But that's a different. Neither one of us setup. would have used these throwaway jokes on it on the stage right. ever. Of course, it's not that funny. I'm not slapping my knee like, man, I'm so happy I came right. up with that. It's just a throwaway line, uh, but it happens oh. naturally. But it doesn't happen when it's. The, one of the greatest selling stand-up comics of all time and one of the other greatest selling stand-up comics of all time, right? I, I, yeah, the 100 Monkeys Theory, we all yeah, smash right. the same typewriter, we're all working with the same ingredients, we're going to come up with the same stuff occasionally. We're not going to publish it when we go, oh, yeah, that's that Carlin bit. Right. Like, or, uh, oh, that's Cosby's. Right. You know. Well, some of Cosby needs to be rehashed. Oh, yeah. People need to re... 
re-go through some ha- some Cosby. Yeah, because I watched that Chappelle special again. It was just like that is which one? Uh, the, the part one, the one that came out last year. The recent ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm being so basic, but I just got a 4K TV, and Netflix yeah. does that, you know, Ultra HD streaming. I'm like, I watched Dave. Yeah, and I'd forgotten it a lot. I don't know why. I had memory loss problems, but again, um, going into my 30s, I was talking with uh, Kevin Murphy last night, yeah, the yeah, chief yeah. deputy, and he made a point about if you're involved with like you know fast living, drugs, and drinking, and all this stuff, the likelihood of a really bad thing happening is uh, it it goes up, right. and. I'm sitting here not wanting to confess directly to him that I like Kevin a lot. Uh, and I'm thinking, yeah, from my own experience, that is very true. Have you ever had any moments uh, where it's a good time, it's a party, but then you have this thing go off in your head where you're like, I could die right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You remember Four Loco? Yeah. I had that one time. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Uh, I like caffeine a lot, right? Like, I'm a big a coffee drinker. Oh, me too. You know? Uh, and my proclivity or, like, propensity, whatever, to enjoy caffeine has, like, like early in my life, I was like, oh, I never need to do drugs of any kind because this is what I do with coffee, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, I would do that, whatever the thing is, to the max, right? Um but with Four Loco, I was like, well, I drink a lot of coffee, right? And I'll have a few drinks yeah. every now and then. So this is perfect, oh, right? Yeah. It's just an energy drink and booze. Exactly. This should be a walk in the park. Um, so I had like four Whoa. of the giant ones because they had four flavors. So I just bought one of each. And this is before they regulated them. Oh, this yeah, is like yeah, the, yeah. This the is, OG. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't try the new ones. They're, I heard that they don't have caffeine. So like, what's the point? It's just fruit. Yeah, it's like a terrible malt liquor. Yeah, it sounds awful. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's four of them. Four, yeah, four, well, I, yeah, I bought four. And I remember three, right? <laughs> and I don't, I've never blacked out drinking before, right? I do often, so I don't. Wow, really? Yeah. That's I why I don't party do it. like that. That's why I don't do it. Well, it doesn't take much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I could take a shot and blackout. Wow. Yeah, so I hate that feeling, too, of what did I... You feel like you have Out to apologize control. and you didn't yeah. even know what you did. That's awful. Yeah, but anyway, um, you're blacked out I, on number three. I, I lost a button-up shirt, right? I don't yeah. know where it was. I had a button-up shirt on when I started this whole thing, and then I didn't anymore. Just did a T-shirt, which is like, I don't go out in public in a T-shirt, you know? <laughs> Wear a button-up shirt. Right. Uh, so I had my T-shirt and a blazer on, like I'm on Miami Vice, right? So I took my blazer off, <laughs> took my button-up shirt off, and then put my blazer back on, right? <laughs> so at least I was still like, I've got to have my blazer, you know? Um, it's like my terrible, that's my safety blanket. Yeah. Always wearing a well, not right now. Right in a second, you're in the studio, you know. Well, but, I brought a hoodie today. Well, that's good. Yeah, I really want a blazer that's a hoodie. A hoodie blazer? Yeah, I want a hoodie blazer. That's not like slummy looking, right? I've seen them that are like yeah. kind of they're too dressed down. I want to see somebody really class that up. Yeah, and maybe that's make a, the hood out of a leather or, or or like the same material. Oh yeah, that could and be then cool. make it kind of like a like a wizard's hood cloak. <laughs> You know, that's kind of like sharp. And a long and, pipe. and yeah. yeah, it would be really cool. Um, anyway, you're on the So I, I climbed a tree. People told me I climbed a tree 
in it was like in Capitol Heights. I climbed a tree, um, and there was a cop car, and I urinated on a cop car. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't remember any of this. Somebody told me about it later. I peed on a cop car, which is not a mm. thing that I'm normally prone to do. No, right? <laughs> and uh, so that was like I think I was twenty two or three. And who's giving you the the play by play the next day? Uh, a buddy, good, yeah. a really good buddy, good buddy that made sure to like, hey, you're getting home eventually tonight. Yeah, that's good. Um, I have the friends like that too. Yeah, those are good friends um, to have around. Now, was he was he disturbed by what you did, or was he telling you this? He was thinking, laughing, yeah, hysterically, yeah, because it wasn't. I'm not a huge imposing guy, so it was very easy to wrangle me. True, you know. And then when he was like, oh, "Okay, he's gonna go urinate on that cop car," he was just like, looks both ways, makes sure. There's nobody around. That there's no yeah. So there's no cons. I mean, it's not paint. It's not you know what I mean. I'm not like scratching it up with keys. It's right. just you got to go somewhere, and the safest place to be is a cop car. Well, really. How much time are you really going to spend if you got caught? I have well, no it idea. Could be. I was about to say I have no idea. Decent exposure could be big. Yeah, yeah I have no idea. But it makes me think of all the times I, I urinated, I peed yeah. outside. Yeah. I had some friends who did that outside the Pentagon. Like, it was in sight. Whoa. Like, you guys are idiots. I wasn't wow. there, but they told me afterwards. Like, you... Did they do it, like, on this, like, to be like, hey, there's a protest and we got to pee on the CIA? No, I think it was just, or, we're in D.C. and we got to go. Oh, okay. And we're stuck in traffic and wow. just top out and let it all hang And, out. like, a plane flew overhead and then it was a weird Tuesday for everybody. So you thought you were going to die because of the... The four loco itself, what? Like no, I, I didn't think I was gonna die. I well, I mean, I very could have fell out of the tree, right? That's, yeah, that's a death true. moment, and I could have, uh, I could have gotten caught urinating on a cop car, and that's probably some kind of charge, right? I mean, there's anything that they want to call that, right? Disrespecting of city property or like whatever. There's right. a bunch of things that you could call it. Um, so, well, for some people that work in the national news, it's a Monday, right? Well, yeah, yeah. in their office. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like for, uh, what's the, the Chuck Berry guy, right? <laughs> right. He did it on people. Underage yeah. girls cross state lines. Yeah. 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 All worked. But he's great at rock and roll. He can play guitar. Yeah, he can play guitar. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's famous. He's yeah. good. Now, it makes me realize that I've got a story. Okay. The first time I ever drank a lot and blacked out. I was 17, youth legislature. Oh, wow. Or at the embassy suites. Okay. We got suspended for this. Okay. But um, this is a really embarrassing story. And seriously, I had never drank in copious amounts. I'd had like a little rum in the parking lot. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. I, it, This is my first time really getting out there. And so we sneak in. A buddy's not even at Youth Leg with us. Pulls up to NBC Suites. I let him in the back door. And in a like a duffel bag, he has sweet tea gallon bottles filled completely with beer also <laughs> vodka put into water bottles <laughs> like um, you're going on a cruise yeah exactly like we're smuggling it into the embassy suites like you could just walk in with it right and we get up there and it just the night goes crazy yeah and even just on beer i my friends tell me black out pass out yeah and it's not like yeah, i was roaming and climbing trees or anything i've had other nights like that and i wake up the next day and I feel awful. Like one of the worst hangovers of my life. And I go down, and they're like cutting a cake for somebody's birthday in the morning. They're giving out awards for youth lag. And everybody's looking at me. Like, not like, oh, this guy's hungover and we know. It's like something happened. 
And so nobody tells me. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, nothing big. No big deal. I'm like, okay. So the next day at school, on a Monday, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a junior. We had this thing at Catholic called a 10-minute break yeah. between classes. And everybody's going for their chicken biscuits. They're hawking chicken from Chick-fil-A. Nice. And by the way, I'm never going there again because they took away the spicy chicken biscuit. The only I, thing I ate there. only reason I don't eat Chick-fil-A is because they don't serve foie I, I like, like that. that they shock gay kids. I just wish that they serve chicken liver. Yeah, or, like, or the fatty you know, duck goose. liver. Yeah, yeah, fatty duck liver. Well, the force feeding of the goose is I, really... I just really like that. Yeah. I don't think little gay kids should be shocked, but I right. want to see right. more goose torture. They really shock little gay kids? Chick-fil-A doesn't do it like themselves. themselves. They don't do it at Chick-fil-A, but the guy was giving money to the 700 Club for a while. Oh, wow. They apologized for that, by the way. Well, so it's okay uh, now to eat the... Well, and didn't a gay chicken. activist like reach out to the guy who runs and it? And he apologized. Yeah, and they became and good friends. Yeah, it was after the, the boycott. Yeah, oh, the Chick-fil-A day thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I get to school. I'm at 10-minute break. Chicken biscuit. And in the middle of... It's like a throng of students just... Because you only have 10 minutes to eat. Yeah. A chicken biscuit. That's crazy. And my friend who was like our a-hole of the group, he's like, he's an a-hole, but because he's yours, you're like, all right. right. You like him. All of a sudden, he looks at me. Like, he's talking to somebody. He looks at me like these four people over in this group of people. And he points. Yeah. And he goes, ha, 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 you got teabagged. Oh. In the middle of the school, everybody hears. Yeah. Turns out the guy who did it uh, was my best friend, and I roomed with him in college for four years. <laughs> so that's my story. I don't do well with alcohol. Got it. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't tend to be like super loosey goosey with it and like let my hair hang out and whatever go nuts with it. I don't either. Any anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, even when I did, I didn't. You know, it was like excess in moderation. Yeah, yeah, I was. I've talked do about it every now and then. I've talked about this uh, some shows where I used to have this, in some degree, I still have this insecurity. It's probably why I'm in radio, but I always felt like going out. I had to impress somebody. Yeah, I had to go out and try to meet somebody. Right. And now, if I do go out, which you know I don't, right, not often. Uh, I just relax. It's like, just enjoy yourself. And I know some people, people shrug and go, yeah, good, right? You got your head out of your ass, Joey. Right. But, yeah, it, it took a while where it was this insecurity and what I would do to get rid of it is drink. Yeah. Like the click going off of me. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Well, two, two shots and a beer. That's a know. terrible spiral, though. It could, yeah, because it could become six shots and a beer. And a lot of Jameson in my case. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Can I expect more of that in my thirties? Uh, I it my thirty first birthday was like the last ridiculous amount of alcohol that I consumed, and it was like my wife was like, "I'm gonna drive you around tonight so you can drink," and I was like, "So like that's one of those parts of the switch where you're like, they're like, oh well, I'm driving, so I can't drink tonight, you know? They're like, well, somebody says they're driving you, so now that's like, all right, well, I'm gonna drink." And not like I'm going to drink yeah. like I normally would at home. I'm going to drink like I'm out and hanging right. out. I'm gonna and nuts. we're together and everybody's having fun. And uh, But I could have very easily not done that. Right. You know, there's no, there's no pressure, right? There's no peer pressure to drink in your 30s, right? There's a little bit of like right. performative, look at me, yeah. I'm a cool dude in your early 20s. 
right? Right. And you've probably stopped feeling that by now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it I, goes away. I'm not cool at all, and I love it. Yeah, it's great not yeah. being cool. Yeah, just hang like, out. I think the greatest thing that the world did for me is making me bald, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, well, I look like a 50-year-old man at 19, so I'm, you know, I didn't try to be super awesome. Like, Have you grown out your beard more since I last saw you? Uh, it's off and on. It goes up and down, and you, you have a, this philosopher look. Re- like you never saw it oh, super long. When like, I was young twenties, it was like I could tuck it in my shirt. Wow! Like, a, like put it behind my guitar strap. Yeah. Like, yeah, it used to be really, really long, and then uh, yeah, I started cutting it probably at twenty six, twenty seven, and then now it's just like where if now I do three guard on the head and the beard at the same time. Okay. So if have I'm you, in between haircuts, it gets longer. Have you ever thought about doing the full shave of the head? I have done that before, and it does not look good on me. <laughs> I look like Carrie King from Slayer. <laughs> when I had the huge beard, yeah. and the it looked bad. It is not a good look. And I think I silently feel like people think I'm like a white supremacist when I have a shaved head. Though There's no exact look of a white supremacist. No, I mean, well, there's also like there's people that are that call themselves white supremacists, right? And yeah. then there's people that are just beneficiary, like, yeah, beneficiaries of privilege, yeah. right? That don't recognize it. So it's like, really, which one's doing more harm to people of color <laughs> and just to, in general society? Well, in my experience, you know, like, one's I, really dumb and mean. Have you ever had that conversation with? This has only happened to me once, so maybe yeah, it yeah, happened. Yeah. Like, I'm just talking to this couple at a bar, and I'm like, I get bring up politics, and I'm like, I really think we, at some point, should transcend race, but it's going to be, I'm looking forward to everybody being a nice khaki. Right. Uh, and, and they're kind of looking at me and mad. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I've been talking to white actual white supremacists for 15 minutes. Yeah. They were very mad at me. Yeah. I've had that happen, because I'm, you know, pretty vocally anti-racist in yeah. general. And obviously, someday, race will be a thing that is transcended, and we all will be a kind of khaki, you know. But I'm actively, like, as a little kid, decided I wasn't going to have white babies. I was like, I don't want to make more of that. We've been over this We've before. We've talked about this before. This you is really scandalized some people bringing that Did up. I? Oh, yeah. Did people call in, like, why is he saying not to have... Well, she, uh, a woman said she had a beautiful new granddaughter. I'm like, I know, ma'am. I'm not talking about your baby. <laughs> I'm talking about white babies in general. Yeah. Like, oh, as a I general rule. But no, it's, you know, have your babies, do you. Yeah. But... I'm just not going to. You know. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I don't know if I want to do that in my 30s. No, don't. Children. Don't. Don't have. Just don't. Population problems or no? Just just because for you, be selfish and just like have money and time. Enjoy life. Huge amount of time. (laughs) I have two dogs and like that's not even close to a baby, right? Right. Nowhere near. I'm not comparing the two by any stretch, but I have less freedom than I did when I didn't have. Pets. See, I'm thinking with. about a cat. That's like the least exactly amount of effort. Exactly. I just hope it's not an a-hole cat like the guy who did that to me when I blacked out. Uh, anyway, but they're gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, sit on your face yeah. when you're asleep. Yeah. Yes. It happens. Well, anyway, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour in studio with me is Jason Fifi, and uh, we're gonna continue to do whatever this is. <laughs> um, and. Maybe we can talk about funk or something. I don't know. Let's talk about funk. Let's talk about funk. Speaking of transcending race, that is like the most... Yeah. Like, everybody enjoys funk music. I hope so. Well, maybe not some people. I can't can't name one person that doesn't like funk music. 
We'll work on that. Anyway, folks, we'll be right back. You want to call in 272-9228-272-9228. Joey Clark. Fred, can you take us higher? One of James' best albums. Doing it to death. Tight band. Yo, they, tight band. They're so good. And then uh, another Fun Zone classic from James is the Payback. Yes. Revenge. Yes. Oh, it's a great album. Have you seen? And I'm maybe late to the game. Get Down on Netflix. I haven't seen it. I've only, I've watched about five episodes. I think they canceled it, but. It is so good. It's it's a that era in the late seventies when disco's still in, but yeah. hip hop's coming up, and like there's a guy who portrays Grandmaster Flash and uh, some actual people at that time, and I think it's New York, um, and it's just fantastic. Very stylized, like some of the disco guys. They'll actually do dances in the middle of the show when a guy strikes a pose. Like some kung fu fu music goes in the background. It's kind of a. It's stylized like some of the black exploitation films. I should check that out. It's really good. There was something that was like I intentionally did like. Somebody told me to check it out, but then I watched a trailer for it, and I was like, this looks like musical theater. Oh. And I don't know what my deal is with musical theater, but I just don't like it. Oh, then... But I might like this. I don't know. You didn't hear about my Mamma Mia saga then? Uh-uh. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, my uh, roommates wanted to watch Mamma Mia for some reason, so I indulged them. I thought they were playing up like, let's get Joey excited about ABBA or whatever. But it worked out because I'm listening to the soundtrack... Uh, one morning to prepare for a show I did with my roommate yeah. reviewing the movie, which Pierce Bronson should have never been in that movie. The guy can't carry a tune at all. I've never seen it. It's, I already liked ABBA. I don't need to see it. It's know. actually pretty good. Is it good? Meryl Streep nailed it. I thought Meryl she was Streep's in that? Yeah, she's one of the main characters. No, it, it, The whole premise of the movie is her daughter's about to get married. Her daughter finds her old diary okay. from the summer that this woman met three guys. So it's essentially her mom's sex diary, and she's giddy about finding it and reading it. And she invites all three guys to come to the wedding to figure out who her dad is. That's the premise of the movie. Wow. Yeah. That is not really like a, you know, a response. Wow. <laughs> right. That's like, really? Like, but anyway, I'm listening what? to the soundtrack, and uh, I'm reading a story about Roy Moore and all these allegations. <laughs> and the song that comes on, I'm not making this up, it's not a joke, is Does Your Mother Know? Which one of these nine women is the father? <laughs> like, <laughs> and the song is literally about an underage girl out of the town. Like, yeah. does your... Oh, wow. Roy could have heard that song before. Mm. No, what they're really looking for is a gay encounter. Like that guy who... Oh, man. If they could find that. No. <laughs> no, wasn't there an anti kind of LBG? Oh, there was that preacher. Yeah. That, so the megachurch preacher uh, that was like the most vocally anti-gay dude, right? Uh, was found in a hotel room 
with a gay prostitute. Wow. Right? Well, I don't know if the prostitute's gay. We just know he's a dude. Well, it's become a cliche. Um, and then he had a bunch of meth. Whoa. Like a, t- like a, a pretty enormous amount of meth for like a single day between two people. So it was like, man, this guy was going to have like more people. Or he uses a lot of meth. What drives people to do? Like, I guess you want energy, but that just seems like such diminishing returns to even go there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that. that. I can't. I mean, I, you know, I, I can tell you. That. I can tell you, like, what you know, drinking. I can compare drinking to right. stuff, and I could. But like, if it's if it's like caffeine, you know, it wears off after about seven hours, something like that. But it doesn't make anything better. I'm mm-hmm. not like, man, you know what I really like is having sex when I'm have a bunch of coffee in me. <laughs> like, I, so I have nothing, no frame of reference yeah. for methamphetamines at all. I love to feel a little bloated. You yeah, know, and like, yeah. I want some gurgling going on in the stomach. I want to burp and have it smell like death. <laughs> that's that's what makes sex good. I like to get that sex burp action. Yeah. Oh um, God. But, Let's go to the phones, why not? Yeah, what's this phone guy? Uh, it's Chris. Hey, Chris, you've been holding on for a while, man. What's up? Well, I got in earlier and heard the story about uh, the peeing in the cop car, and it reminded <laughs> me about something my buddy did years ago mm-hmm. that had to involve in peeing. Uh, one of our other friends, uh, his parents owned a van, and uh, we lived way out in the country, and uh, at that time it was a dirt road, and we decided that me and my buddy would hang on to the back of the van and when we were going to town at the end of the road we get back in the car and the vehicle mm-hmm. and continue on well of course my buddy had to use the restroom on the way out there but what he was picturing to happen did not happen the way he it turned well the way he was thinking it would he was facing the direction of the car's motion correct uh yes the wind uh affected <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that rules! Oh, he actually peed into the wind. No, oh, that's genius. man-made wind. <laughs> I mean, you know, I told him like, "What are you expecting? What's going to happen, buddy? Man, I mean, you, you're, you know, you should have. If he had to go, you should have not stuck it out to the side. <laughs> you could turn, yeah, just hold on with one hand, you know, and then face outward. Oh wow, that would work. Man, uh, yeah, no, I was I was standing on solid ground when it happened. I believe. Yeah, that's. I think that's a point towards the theory of evolution. Oh yeah, is that guy still alive? <laughs> Has he done anything else noteworthy? Oh, that, that was years ago. We yeah, were in our late thirties now, and uh, that was back when we were sixteen, seventeen. Oh, okay. You know, right in high school. Is he but, still yeah. doing all right? Is he? You know. Yeah, he's still doing okay and everything, but <laughs> I don't I don't know what he was going through his mind at the time when he was thinking about doing that. <laughs> I bet he thought this would be a really great story later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank God he lives far enough away that he's out of the, air, the range of the radio, so he he didn't know I called in about this. <laughs> well, you didn't give his name. He didn't know. Yeah, him. I have no idea who this guy is, so nobody tells <laughs> him. And it sounds like, I mean... It very well, you could end up doing something like that if you don't do much to drink or whatever it is you yeah. do. So this was not a drunk kid. This is just a kid. Yeah. This is, oh, wow. This, this is sober. 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 Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we were 16, 17. You know, he wasn't thinking of what was going to happen and didn't think everything through, and uh, it backfired. <laughs> wow. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, All right. Well, y'all had a good afternoon, then. 
Appreciate you. Appreciate I just noticed we have Martha Roby's phone number right here. Yeah, she hasn't been in studio um, in a while. I think it's because Greg uh, got very mad at her. Did he? Oh, yeah. About the Never Trump stuff? In the no, it was before, before that. Really? Yeah, it was some of the omnibus spending bills she voted on, and so Becky Gerritsen ran against her in the primary. Mm. And when Martha won... Yeah. She says, this is a victory for the politics of empathy over the politics of anger. Ooh. Which, of course, sent Greg into an angry tirade. Right. Um, so if, she if has If you want to call back. anything, you know, if you want to call Greg anything, you can say the politics of anger. Oh, yeah. And so she she's mean. And as I've gotten to know she Greg, he's, uh, oh, she did mean that. And yeah. What he, a jerk. He's a very um, emotional yeah. man. Um, and people and, can be emotional, but in you don't every have to call different them out. way. Yeah, yeah, well, in every different way. Like, uh, I told you this story about the folks who are getting donations. and Yeah. It almost ruined my day. It's just one of those stories. Yeah, that's a like, bummer, man. Like, oh that's the God. biggest bummer in the world. Yeah, this opioid uh, epidemic. Right. It's terrible. It, Okay, I know people in my own life who have right. died from that stuff, overdosed from that stuff. If it's not, you shouldn't mess around with it, but the solution is to restrict access after people are getting hooked, and then people who actually need it, like heavy... Also, like, it should be a doctor's yeah. say, period. Yeah. Right? Like, educate doctors and make advertising illegal. Right. You can't advertise for drugs. That's the most, e like, the easiest one. Right. Right? So you make that a thing, then you make doctors accountable, not make it illegal for doctors to prescribe stuff. You just say, hey, you're accountable for it if you kill people with this. Exactly. Like is the case, because they took the Hippocratic Oath. Right. They're responsible morally for the damage that they do. Oh, right? but we got to save people from themselves. We can't, though. I agree. And also, the do that's a doctor's job, is to save people from themselves in a lot of cases. In some ways, what, what people I want, I mean, there's, though, a, there's a limit to that, of course. You can't make a, you know, an, a morbidly obese person lose weight, and you can't make right. a, a smoker quit smoking, and you can't make people not do... Th but you don't write a prescription for enough hair, you know, opium to kill a person. Right. And there are people out there, and I'm stealing this from H.L. Mencken, but most people want their doctor not to be a hygienist and right. tell them, exercise more, right. you dope, don't do those bad habits. Right. They want a doctor to give them absolution, like right. they're going to reconciliation or something like right. that. And I, How many Hail Marys do I have to say right. to get some opium? How many Xanax do I right. have to pop? Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And so this anxiety goes away. Right. Yeah, good luck with that. It's not the you know that's not the case. So that's unrealistic expectations for what a doctor can do, and a doctor I'm sure gets really tired of saying like, you know I can't fix that. Right. Like you have a hole in your heart and it's shaped like what X Y Z thing. If everybody has their own, right? Uh, it's shaped like achievement, or it's shaped like focus, or it's shaped like whatever. And uh, you can run in the morning. Do some yoga. I've been doing the yoga. The yoga is great. That's a good one, especially for like slowing the heart rate. Yeah, you know. Oh, the yoga puts me, and I'm doing DDP yoga. Yeah, it's an app, so I don't. I really don't like the like Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, that's not a joke. No. Wow. And he's got. I can show you the app. He um after he he couldn't he had all these knee and back problems yeah, yeah, so he yeah. couldn't lift anymore mm. and so he started doing yoga and he actually saved a bunch of guys in wrestling that's awesome. who were like pill poppers and like heavy uh, drinkers and 
was able to like make sure clean these guys' lives up. Right. And it it's done wonders. That's I'm crazy. amazed. I, I I'll don't. Check it out. I'll I get tired out. of some of the new age, uh, like the woo woo. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that says it's going to do some kind of. That, that's the thing is like keeping your expectations in line with anything in life. Like yeah. you go like I, you know, uh, you can't go to a doctor and say like, hey, Bob, I don't feel like doing anything. I'm just, not going to meet you halfway at all. Just give me a pill. You fix me a hundred percent. Like it's not going to work. Though, do you think that's coming? With like stem cell injections and like genetic editing with CRISPR and I don't know, or artificial organs, all sorts of stuff. It might. So much of happiness comes from like things that we achieve or work for, right? Yes. And pain is a thing that your body's doing to say like, hey, you're not doing like you're favoring one side over the other so your back hurts and we're not supposed to be outside of water so deal with it also you're 30 and you're supposed to have died at 19 like you're not supposed to be this old stupid body why your appendix hasn't yeah. burst yet come on right exactly like there's so many parts of us that are designed to fail way earlier than this yep um so the fact that we're here we should just be livid happy yeah. whatever whatever livid is but not angry just ecstatic right we should be that all the time uh we're not but we're not yeah and it's so easy to be happy all the time though well where i've been unhappy i've found is exactly to your point if you don't strive right if you waste time you just look for comfort all the time you're gonna be really hard to find true comfort right true tranquility right is difficult well because it's fleeting right Like, if you slept all day, how miserable would you be? Like, if you laid in a bed and just slept for, like, or and not just slept, but, like, slept and then woke up in a bed and stayed there and tried to be comfortable all the time, you'd be miserable. Terrible. Uh, but in the struggle of whatever is where we find the whatever, the thing. Well, I mean... You I can quote me on that. <laughs> in the struggle for whatever is we find yeah. the whatever thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did a show on Tuesday. I think Mark said that. He said, in the workers, <laughs> the in the worker, yeah, in the workers' struggle is where we find happiness. There you go. Right. And uh, the hero's journey is really or Jesus. I don't know. Uh, one of those guys. One of those guys. Yeah. Uh, it has to be like well, comedy. Like you go up there and you bomb. Yeah, that happens. But then you get a set <laughs> where it's like, that was amazing. I killed. Yeah. And, and they can be right next to each other. Like one night. <laughs> And then the next night, and there's no accounting for, you know. But it is, you take personal responsibility for the bombs. Yeah. Right? That's one thing that, uh, I think that probably started when I was 30. Go back yeah, to your point to- about things that happen when you're 30. Yeah. I've done comedy since I was 15, and the whole time, every bomb is the audience's fault, right? It's their fault. I'm just different from them, and I can't relate to them yeah. and whatever. And also to a point during the break, we were talking about talking about funk. Yeah, funk music. And I was saying funk transcends, right? There's something in funk that transcends. There's something in Brian Regan that transcends, <laughs> right? There's right. something in these these ideas that are uh, that are not political, yeah. and they're not gendered, and they're not socioeconomic, right? Right. Uh, and that is what should be strived for in. Uh, in art, right? It's yeah, universalizability. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, 
one you know one night you go up and you bomb right and it's not because everybody's right wing or everybody's left wing or they're they're performative and they're id poll and I'm about workers rights or like I'm this kind of leftist and they're this kind of leftist and we don't get along it's I didn't do my job exactly right I didn't do my job my job is to go up and these jokes are for everybody right and if I aside and try to put myself into something that doesn't belong where it doesn't belong it's going to be a bad time for everybody and uh, so like on a Friday night did a show in Mobile and ate my oh, junk yeah. Yeah, right yeah. I ate it big old bag yeah. big old bag mm. did 45 minutes on the nose and walked off with my tail between my legs and <laughs> cried later wow. like it was bad you know it was like not booze and stuff like that would have been something but it was just like Nothing Silence. was hitting. Yeah, nothing was going the way I wanted it to. And then the very next night, I was in Pensacola and lost track of time. Wow. Murdered so hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, so hard. Yeah. Right? You, I've never murdered that hard in my life. And it wasn't because uh, I picked myself up by bootstraps or, like, the and the audience was so much better. And I'm not patting, you know, like patting yourself on the back for doing a good one but it's no the bomb was my fault yeah and the the murdering was the universe's fault <laughs> right doing great is oh it all it comes together is the world coming together perfectly but i did my part yeah and the world did its part well it's like a great it's like funk music if you have a yeah. great it's a so i heard somebody describe it it's like a, a shaman yeah He's leading yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a whole like group and it it's the audience it's the leader it's right. also like you said, the universe. You have all these things that you can grab onto. Did you pick the right thing that's going to connect with people? Right. And, and yeah, funk music is so universal, right? Uh, again, I if you are a person that's in the sound of my voice, <laughs> I want you to write me if you don't like funk music. If you are specifically like, I don't like any funk music, right? Yeah. Because you don't exist. <laughs> I'm telling you that doesn't exist. And if you do... I want to hear from you. But do you think there's, like, these repressed folks who hate on folk music, but when they go home, they, like, I believe there's people shaking? that don't like jazz. Oh, sure. I know that. I like jazz, but I believe that, the, not believe, I know there are people that hate jazz. Oh, I like some jazz, but some jazz is like, Yeah, Ugh. yeah, some people don't like it. It's yeah. not your power. I get it. Yeah. Right? There's some rock music that people are like, that is awful, right? Yeah. A lot of rock music, actually. I would say True. 99% of rock music that exists in the world is bad rock music, right? There's a lot of oh, bad rock music, oh, and yeah. I love rock music. Yeah. I defy you to find funk music that is, perf like, performative in a negative way, right? Right. It's not. You're, the job of funk music is to do the job of funk music, which is to make people dance, right? It's yeah. the closest thing to, like, worship music that exists in the world... And worship music exists in the world, right? right? <laughs> it is more transcendent than things that are designed to be transcendent. Well, on that note, we got to end the show. We're done. That's it? Yeah, we're done, I man. was just getting... All right, I'm just joking. I gotta, yeah, we got to do this online someday. Where we we can... should do like an episode of my episode one podcast. Absolutely. It's where I do... Every episode is the, ep the first episode of a new podcast idea, and the whole point of it is that nobody has a strong work ethic or follow-through anymore.